What up, chat, and welcome to the greatest post Super Bowl party of all time. Because you know we're going to get nerdy with the boys. And speaking of the boys, look at that. We got them on screen, guys. So, <clears throat> for those of you watching at home, watching live, this is DD University, the podcast. About all things D&D, I am It's That Sly Guy, of course. We have with us, on the far side, the other bald man in front of a green screen. That is your boy, Clan Diesel. How you doing, Clan? What's up, everybody? Doing good. Glad to be here. He sounded so enthused. <laughs> well, what's up, everybody? Glad to, he didn't like the fact that I called him a bald brother like I am. You know, got I mean, I gotta, I gotta trim mine up a little bit. I'm not, I'm not quite where I want to be. Getting used to the chrome dome. And the beautiful salami between the two white bread buns. In this D and D sandwich, we have on cam today. You can see his face for the first time in sixteen months. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, Malnox. What's up, baby? How's it going, guys? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so I was gonna make it through this one, guys. The you, if you're listening at home, you got to make it to the live chat because some of the comments are uh, they're on point. They're on point. So, uh, with that, we're gonna get started. This is episode two of the Revitalized D and D University podcast. Uh, and you know, we said last week that we were gonna talk. Well, two weeks ago now. Because one of us was sick. That we were going to talk about alignment. And we decided to change things up. <clears throat> we're not talking about alignment today. We're talking about... The good alignment. Hence, the title of today's episode. D&D University. The good. Next week we're going to talk about the bad. And then after that, you know we're probably going to get into the ugly. I was going to say the ugly. So, you know. That'd be my guess. So, today, guys. First, because this is the first episode we're talking about alignment, we do have to hit on one point. Is alignment necessary? This is a hugely debated topic. <coughs> it is necessary. It's just not the most important thing. Okay. It's a guideline but it's not a rule the guideline not a rule now what's your thoughts i mean i would agree with that i think that alignment is you know it, it definitely adds a lot of of depth and complexity to a character um but yeah i, I think you know it's not like set in stone you know this is the uh this is how you have to play this alignment. This is, you know, so on and so forth. But I also think that it, it is important, like, um, thematically, <coughs> you know, as far as, as far as your character development goes, 
um, you know, if you are a cleric who is, uh, you know, someone that, you know, if you're a cleric and you start, you know, going chaotic evil, you know, there's got to be some type of, of ramification for that. And the alignment system uh, kind of helps to facilitate that. Yeah, for sure. So here's here's my thoughts on it. And yes. uh, clan, as the the oldest player here, having played some of the previous editions, you know better than anybody that alignment used to be a much bigger thing in the old editions. There were the there were much more strict rules around it. Now it's not as it's more of a trait or a flaw. It's a personality uh, in five e. Yeah. Uh, so with that, I think my my personal thought process on alignment is it's a cosmic guideline, not an every choice debate. Yeah, I I would agree. <laughs> I don't think that every single thing that you, you know, I don't think that your alignment has to be scrutinized. Like every interaction that you have with someone needs to have some type of impact on your alignment. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree with that. And for sure. So, so with that, me, me also going as far as to say, if I'm a lawful good character, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not world breaking for me to do something that would fall more into the chaotic realm. It's when no, it's I, not. it's when I start creating a habit of doing things that fall into the chaotic realm that. I have to start looking at, like, is my player really what I think it is? And that has less to do with the alignment written down and more to do with the fluidity of nobody truly holds. If you look if you look at anywhere in fiction, anywhere in real life, nobody truly holds to one of these alignments perfectly throughout their entire life. Mm. <laughs> so, that's my thought on it. Anybody else got a counter? And you were going to say something? Yeah, well, I mean, like, uh, recently one of my characters had a line change. Yeah. And it was because, and not because this character constantly acts out of alignment. I mean, he holds his alignment fairly well. I mean, before he was neutral good. Yeah. Which is, we'll discuss later, is a pretty much like 90% of the population of any D&D world. Um, but because of things that were happening, you know, a came to a point in a um, private session where my character had to make a decision. And the decision was basically, you know, these creatures, these intelligent creatures were in possession of this item. Mm -hmm. And he had to, in order to free his sister and his brother-in-law, he had to have this item or else they were gone forever. His brother-in-law being my character in that campaign. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it came down to either he could leave them alone and go away, never seeing his family again, or he would have to fight these creatures and then take the item from them. So, you know, setting back is kind of, okay, what would my character do? My character, his whole thing is family. Family is the most important thing to him. He has sold his soul. For his family so of course even though i didn't want to necessarily me the player 
creatures. They've done nothing to me. My character kind of didn't want to bother them either, but he had to. It was for him. There was no choice, so he yeah. killed them. Your your ideal at that point was greater than your your moral yeah. value. His the greater good for Akminos at that was my character, Tiefling Warlock, was his family was the greater good. So when I did that, our DM said, "Okay, you because of your decision." You've suffered an alignment change. And now he's like chaotic neutral. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think, you know, so the important part of alignment is like making decisions that are fault, like that are, are staying true to, to your character. Like you just, you know, explained, you know, it's, it's a decision that's not within the alignment necessarily of your character, but it's a decision that you made to stay true to your character's ideals and values. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, with that, I think we all fall into the spectrum of, you know, alignment. One, I don't, I don't see alignment. Even, we have some ideas of who falls into these alignments inside of fiction that we all know. But I, I think, like, if you really look at them, you can pick apart moments and stuff that say they don't really fall into those alignments <coughs> so with that uh first the first good alignment right the the white knight the lawful good paladin lawful good so who is the lawful good first before we go into how to play it or anything like that who is the lawful good what does that look like I think it's the white knight or, you know, of course, a little behind the scenes here, we have show notes, everybody, to make us look really cool. And, and the show notes, Sly put, his example is Superman, which is perfect. And the best thing is it works on multiple levels because at different times, Superman has different alignments. Yeah. But you, you get more like your classic Superman, 99.9% of the time, Superman is the white knight. Mm-hmm. I have... A, I... He does what is commonly referred to as good and he follows it letter of he does not deviate so i have two more two more that i can throw out at you real quick one that i think hits it really well commissioner gordon commissioner gordon goes so far as he is he is the law in gotham but he realizes that there's other good that needs to so he's going to upkeep the law and work to get the greater good with other people. So it's it's the lawful good character that's worked into this party of other characters. See, I don't I disagree with you on that. Yeah. I think I think Jim Gordon is neutral good. You think he's neutral? If he was if he was lawful good, he Because Batman operates out You cut out right there. Hold on. What was that? He if he was if he was if lawful he good, would, he would take in he, Batman? If he was lawful good, he would not work with Batman. Because Batman operates outside the law. So... A lawful good person will not go outside the law in order to do good. Okay, so... Here we go. I'm gonna pick apart your disagreement. Superman works heavily with Batman as a lawful good. He does. He does. So you Superman said... Does. You said Superman was... But, 
a perfect lawful good, but Jim Gordon, for the same reason, can't be. Jim Jim, Jim so, Gordon operates outside the law, right? Which is, <laughs> which is neutral good. Now, Superman by himself is lawful good. But, so, that's the thing. Jim Gordon doesn't operate outside the law. Jim Gordon by himself is the law. He is operating to the fullest of his means within the law. He is just ne not necessarily taking in somebody who is outside the law because he sees the good that they are doing as well. But Jim Gordon in and of himself, he, he is the law. Right? Like, he's wearing the badge sworn to protect. Well, in that case, then, we, it, 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 by your automation there, then Jim Gordon doesn't fit into this week's episode at all. He goes into. He could be. He could fit into other, but and that's that's where we get into the point of. I think everybody kind of flows. I don't think there's any one person that truly fits into any one frame. Mm -hmm. I think the frame is way too fluid and doesn't really work for specific. Like people and characters are more complex than the frame allows them to be. If that makes sense. There's yeah. one fictional character I can think of that fits a mold really good, but it is it'll have to be saved for next week. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> no. I see that. I mean, also, you know, when you talk about lawful good, um, I I feel like it doesn't always have to be like the law. I don't know, like the law of the land type thing. Like, you know, like when you talk about law, like yeah, Gordon is upholding the law as in like police law. But on the same token, he's upholding the law as for as far as his his own like moral code goes. Yeah, and you know he works with Batman because his position as the commissioner doesn't allow him to do the things that morally he thinks is right. Yeah, I so so he's still following his own moral code, even if he's not following. Well, the law. see though, if that if that's the case, yeah, he's it's... doing good, but he's following his own his own code. Yeah, and that is chaotic. Yeah, that's chaotic. Yeah. That's that leans more chaotic. But uh, I so like when you look at the idea of lawful, mm -hmm. uh, like it. it it has a set rule or guidelines. Uh, so, like, the good to evil scale is whether you're on or not. Mm -hmm. uh, whether So, the good to evil scale is how, how do you, you know, are you the guy that's going to step in to help somebody else? Are you the guy who doesn't care about who the people around him? Are you the guy who, you know, kills to kill, right? Like, yeah. the good to evil scale. The lawful to chaotic scale is an entirely rule-based scale, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, chaotic so chaotic is away right. from rules. Lawful is yeah. into rules. Uh, you're 100% right, and that's because, you know, as you'll see as we go through these episodes, lawful, neutral, and chaotic fall upon each yeah. of the other alignments. Exactly. Well, 
you know, and then the slide brings up, I'm a really old ass man. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, traditionally in D&D, if you look at it, lawful has tended to be a descriptor associated with religions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, a lot of the, the primary religions, the major deities are lawful something. Lawful good, mm -hmm. lawful neutral, lawful evil. Yeah. And usually when you're a lawful, like, it doesn't really apply anymore, but it used to, in order to be worshipers of these people, to get to be a paladin or a cleric of these people, you had to be that alignment. Like, yeah. You had to be lawful. Only lawful goods could be paladins. Only lawful goods could be clerics. Yeah. And that was it. And it's um, it's a little less stringent now, but it's still pretty pretty heavily on like. But still, it's, it's paladin. You know, paladins especially are real heavy on like you're pretty much in that lawful whatever your god is. So you're lawful, and if your god is neutral, neutral. Yeah. You know, if you're you're lawful, and if you're because like the idea of the paladin is the oath. Like he yeah, he holds himself. Oath. He holds himself to a set of rigid standards, which is, you know, that that rule side of things. Right, right exactly. I agree to follow your rules. Yeah. Your rules are now my rules. Yeah. The rules of society, and I will uphold them. Exactly. <coughs> yeah. So To me, that's lawful good. So, we, we talked about who it is. How does this work in-game? How, how do you play this out? And more importantly than how do you play this out... How do you interact with somebody who is in this? Because, you know, we may not all play this, but we are all at some point going to come across this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Uh, to me, a lawful good character is traditionally what people would call like a stick in the mud. Mm -hmm. like, uh, these are the yeah. rules I go by. I do not deviate from these rules. If you deviate from these rules, you are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. This and is. I will point it out to you. This is the guy that's always turning around, slapping the rogue's hand as it tries to steal something. Exactly. No. Yeah. Stop. Do not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Do that. Which you know, for some people, it's not very fun to play. For others, it, it's very fun to play because you're not only are you kind of the conscience of the group, but but you get to have a lot of interaction because you're constantly telling everyone in the party if they're like neutral good or something else. Mm -hmm. that they're wrong now what yeah. really goes weird is the dm evil person to come into the party with that lawful good person then the sparks really start falling. yeah here Which i've had happen before <laughs> hey we're gonna... listen here we're gonna make a real quick shift guys to try to catch up on audio because we're having a little bit of cutout so we're gonna boom okay Right there. That should be better. So, excellent. With that, you were you were talking about if a DM allows an evil character into the mm -hmm. campaign. Yeah, those two characters hate each other immediately. Mm. I mean, the yeah. the uh, to the point where you know the lawful good character will they will try to either convert that character and show them the error of their ways or eventually if they need to they will kill that character because yeah. that character is an affront to their laws yeah so mal how are, how are you interacting with this 
Do you have anything extra? I have something that I'm gonna throw in there as a DM. Okay. okay. But I mean, as <coughs> the you know, as the paladin of the group, you know, I I feel like you know I am gonna be this guy. I'm gonna be this guy that you know is strict to their own, you know, the oath that they swore into the, the code that they follow. And, you know, uh, yeah, is the, is the person that, you know, when they see other people in the party of, of these people that they've chosen for whatever the case may be to ally themselves with and travel with, um, that they're going to, you know, react when they see people going outside of, of the code that they feel is right. You know, they're going to be the one who is calling people out is, you know, if, if someone steals something in a in a shop, like it's not going to be like, oh, oh, just let it go. He's going to be like, oh no, like, hey, you know, you got to put that back, or like, you know, call a guard and be like, hey, you know, he uh, he stole this. You know, he's gonna he's gonna uphold what he thinks is is right, no matter yeah. who uh, is on the other end of it. You're you're going into that confrontation, knowing that there's going to be confrontation with the characters. You lean into it, which is good, because on our side, because we're going to be streaming the campaign, confrontation is the 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 seed of good storytelling, right? Like, yeah, for sure. Like when you have good conflict, especially between characters that are supposed to be party members going together, yeah. that's going to be uh, that's. You remember what Eric Bischoff said? What did what did Eric Bischoff say? Confrontation creates cash. I was, I was really hoping you were going to try to do it in an Eric Bischoff voice. <laughs> I don't have a voice that whiny. <laughs> so for me, as the DM, it means I get to throw things in here. There may be a guy who y'all meet early in the campaign. You know, this is a for instance. This isn't anything that's planned, obviously, because I can't plan this far along. But there may be a guy early on in the campaign that you meet that's on the opposite side on as far as good and evil goes. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's working for your enemy. And there may come a time where he is in y'all's grasp. Y'all have him, you know, and the the party's ready to to throw down and he he uses that lawful good in a way to to save his own ass so he throws something up there like hey whoa whoa whoa! i'll tell you what i know but the paladin has to make a promise to me that like i won't be hurt the pal because like i know he's a lawful good character he's a man of his word he has this oath that he holds to right so he's got to make a promise to me that y'all aren't gonna like kill me immediately after y'all and because, you know, at that point, the paladin's probably, if the paladin makes that promise, he's probably going to want to see through it, right? If he's that, yeah. if he really is that lawful good, he's a man of his word. 100%. So, like, playing on the emotions of the party, because, you know, that could have been a guy that <clears throat> almost killed somebody. Or, if we have a player death early in the game, that could be the guy that did kill somebody right so there could be huge emotions tied to this character that is now like preying on the paladin's innate goodness 
of, hey, 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 like, I'll give you what you need. As long as you make a promise. Yeah. Right, and the, and the Paladin's a great example, honestly, because it also brings in <coughs> thing, uh, certain things, right? So, like, as the as the Paladin, if he makes that oath, he has to keep it. What happens if the Paladin doesn't keep it? Yeah. Well, then there could be consequences. So the Paladin could lose contact with his deity. His deity could turn the back on the Paladin. Yeah. In which case, the Paladin may, one, suffer a alignment shift. Yeah. Two may have to find a new deity to oath to. Yeah, or he could become just a really shitty fighter. Or he could become the worst <laughs> fighter ever. The yeah. worst fighter <coughs> ever. Yeah. Um, so I think we could talk on each of these forever because they're so nondescript. But I think that covers lawful good pretty well. Mm -hmm. So let's let's move on. Just one tick down, neutral good. So, the hero is the, you know, the title, the hero. And if you look at it, I mean, I put one into the show notes, right? You talked about the show notes, I put one in there. But if you look at it, a lot of the heroes that we look at in fiction fall into this category. Yeah, yeah. So, there's always that gray area of, you know, they're doing what they you know, uh, they're, they're doing the right thing or what they feel is the right thing or what morally might be the right thing, uh, kind of regardless of, you know, the, the consequences or regardless yeah. of what, maybe not so much regardless of the consequences, but, you know, regardless of what the law <coughs> might say, you know, they operate outside of the law. So, exactly. and I think we put Spider-Man in the show notes and I think he's perfect because he's good. He is innately good. He wants to help the city. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't align himself with the law because, one, he may not be able to do some of the things he needs to do if he does, but mm -hmm. also, if you look at one of, I think, Spider-Man's greatest villain is J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. And J. Jonah Jameson aligns himself with the law, right? And that's part of what makes Spider-Man such a vigilante. It's because yeah. J. Jonah Jameson spins these tales about him. So, like, Spider-Man doesn't align himself with the law, but he also isn't chaotic. He doesn't think there's no need for laws and rules, right? So he falls into that neutral good territory. And I think a lot of the superheroes we have fall into that, right? 100%. <laughs> so, uh, any other, like, quick ideas of somebody who just hits it really well? So, one that I was, I was thinking of kind of initially, but now I'm kind of second-guessing myself, and you know, it might be interesting to talk about between uh, neutral good versus uh, chaotic good is... Um, Gerald from The Witcher. Mm. Gerald. Um, I mean, he doesn't feel beholden to law at all. Um, he, uh, you know, stands up for uh, what he thinks is the right thing. I definitely think he's good. Um, 100%. But 
you know, is he neutral good or, or chaotic good? I think he does a lot of things. See, for that me, was... Geralt is, is chaotic good. He is yeah. the epitome of chaotic good. He, mm-hmm. he follows what he believes is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he always believes he's doing the good thing. And I'll tell you, I'll give you another example. Um, this kind of reaches more towards the last point, but it ends on neutral good. Mm-hmm. Uh, entire character arc. At the end, he is 100% chaotic good. Moves at the end of his arc to neutral good. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark, Iron Man in the MCU. Okay. Yeah. He is chaotic good. He does what he believes is good. You could maybe not necessarily what everybody else thinks is good, but he he does good for himself. Tony Stark is one of those that you could almost say that at times in his life, like in times of his comic book history in his life, like as you get into Civil War, he may even tiptoe the line of lawful, and then kind of fall back and tiptoe back and fall back. Because right. there is a time where he's like he's so distraught with the the mess that him being chaotic good brought that in his neutral good state he starts to look to the law to help you know we need and, we need a set of rules in that civil war in the comics and in the TV in the movies yeah right and I was just kind of trying to lean towards more of the the movies since I think that's what most people yeah. are familiar with you know sure. you kind of have you have two characters and they both start on the opposite spectrum of each other and end together, together in the middle. Yeah. And it's Captain America and Iron Man. Iron Man starts a chaotic good at the end of his running MCU. Spoilers. Uh, he's neutral good. Uh, Captain America, 100% lawful good. You want to mm-hmm. see a lawful good person? Captain America at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for and sure. Then, and then over the course of his movies into the ending there is. Yeah, he, he moves into neutral good <coughs> because and, he loses faith in the system. And part of me, like, so the storyteller in me, because I like that idea of telling stories. Part of me wants to look at their bond and mm-hmm. say that it wasn't so much Captain losing faith in law, <laughs> or so much Tony like l- going towards law. But it was their bond together that Tony wanted to be a little more like what the good he saw in Captain, and Captain wanted yep. to be a little more like the good he saw in Tony, and they yeah. fell into the neutral position yep. together. Uh, sure. Which is, again, that's the story, like, that's just great storytelling. Yeah, um, 100%. <clears throat> so, we, we've talked about who it is. How do you play it? How do you interact with it? We, we don't have to be super, you know long on this one because this is one that i feel like everybody falls into and i feel like everyone has a kind of understanding this is how i look at it think about yourself you think of yourself as good right yeah more more, more than likely now there may be some of you out there that are definitely billing of the weak material but for the most part you think of yourself as good mm-hmm. now do you necessarily always follow the law do you always keep under the speed limit do you always pay your bill on time? Do you always not cut the tag on the bottom of your mattress? <laughs> you know, you're, yeah. it, you know, you don't always, <laughs> you are a hundred percent neutral good. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it's, <clears throat> you know, the people that like we're talking about it in uh, game world, 
it's you know the people who they're they're fine with cooperating with the law you know they're they're not gonna you know go out of their way to make the law's life difficult um but they don't feel um beholden to the law you know they're not if if what they think is good requires them to step outside the law they're not going to be torn up about it like a lawful good case yeah. would be yeah exactly it's like it's the whole thing like you accidentally take something you go home from the grocery you find out something fell in your bag or you forgot to put something back and mm-hmm. it's, it's there now what do you do do you keep it at home you know, a neutral good person keeps it at home you know it's not a big deal i'll next time there i'll, I'll do something or whatever you yeah. know lawful good person would immediately get into the car turn around go to the grocery store go to the grocery store ask for the manager manager comes in they've been down on one knee hold the item up and say i'm sorry sir i took this home i'm ready to accept whatever punishment you deem necessary for me taking home the snickers bar yeah yeah as the dm the neutral good the neutral just in general excites me because the fact that I think these are the most easily shifted and tempted into different things. And I say that because they're not, you know, Superman, like the lawful good has kind of this blind faith, right? Mm -hmm. Of I follow the law, I follow the law because the law is good. The law, chaotic has this like... I, like, anarchist almost, (laughs) like, I disagree with the law because I disagree with the system of having laws. No one should be able to put rules on me. Yeah. So the neutral falls into the space where he could go either way, so it's really easy to, like, throw something in there that happens under the law that he would see as evil or bad and shift him completely one direction. Or throw something in there chaotic that shifts him and, like, he could have the biggest swings. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> so as a DM, that that kind of is like an exciting moment whenever there's that neutrality because you get to play with, you know, what if our lawful paladin has a law inside of his, you know, his oath and his standards that he has to keep that the rest of the party's looking at going like, what, really? Like, really? Mm-hmm. And like that's going to shift people, you know? So that's a that's the cool part of the neut- neutrality in any form of the alignment, good, evil, neutral. I think the the playing with them and what they see, uh, you may get the most emotional reactions from that character. Mm-hmm. So, this is my favorite one. This is what I typically play. And... I don't know if you noticed, plan, but the example I put in your show notes mm-hmm. is literally taken out of one of my story arcs yeah. and thrown in there. So, Chaotic Good, The Rebel. So, Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, so the example I put in the show notes, Robin Hood, is this chaotic good. And the brilliant like the brilliance of Robin Hood in the storytelling is he's chaotic good because the law of the land is innately evil. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. he is the chaotic good standing up against the lawful evil character. 
<coughs> so, uh, like, that's... Is what makes alignment so much fun and so fluid is that, you know, if you took Robin Hood and you put him in a different, you know, a different setting with a different law of the land that was not, you know, this oppressive uh, rule, you know, how would his alignment play out yeah. there? You know, it's that's that's why that's why this these kind of conversations are so interesting because you can take that same character doing the same things with the same codes and just take it out of one context and put it in a new context and it, it totally changes the alignment of that character. Yeah, it's the old story, you know, the old story thing that everybody talks about where you know someone someone's hero is someone else's villain. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's like you know, in a war, the the people that we or that one side looks at as like the bad guys, you know, to that other side, we are the bad guys. It's, it's, it's all context. Yeah. And the, the concept of every villain thinks he's the hero of his own story. Nobody thinks yeah, they're the villain 100%. of their own story. Yeah. So, 100%. but I am like, I agree. Robin Hood, Robin Hood loved living in the woods and all of that stuff. So he, like you take him and you put him in under a rule that isn't, oppressive and you know he's probably still camping out with his boys like like he's probably still the same guy living in the woods with little john and you know the men in tights all of them are there yep uh but the the chaotic nature that completely against the law is um is a fun one to play because for me it allows it allows me to look deeper into the the societal norm of the D&D campaign and like not necessarily try to do stuff evil but try to do stuff that's against that societal norm and like yeah, I do things that are going to go against the the bureaucracy yeah. of the whatever you know system is in place and anything that is infringing on individual freedoms be it their own or otherwise yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and with that, Clan, Clan can attest, Cyloran, one of my characters, has done some shit just to see if it, like, I've personally done it as Cyloran, just to see if I can get anybody to, you know, pop up and, like, raise an eyebrow at me or, you know, like, yeah. and... Sometimes characters do, and sometimes they don't, and you never know what's going on. But, uh, so, how to play it, how to interact with it. This one's hard. <laughs> yeah? I think this one's yeah. hard because at, at, the, at the root of it, they want to do good and their intent is to do the right thing but the methodology that they go about it is so different or out of sync from the way that other people might think about going about it or even other people in the party who are good aligned characters would go about trying to accomplish that same task you know like uh there's I don't know. There's a there's a group of uh, uh, villagers who are being, you know, held in this camp, and there's 
know, these, these hired thugs there, uh, you know, the different approaches, you know, well, maybe we're going to try to like sneak in and get the villagers out, or maybe we're going to try to go in and, you know, maybe want to, you know, try to talk to these people or, well, yeah. you know, the chaotic good person might, oh, we're just going to run in and we're just going to, you know, kill everyone and we'll get them outside. Yeah. He's, he sees evil. He stops evil. Yeah. Doesn't matter how he does it. Uh, yep. And on the contrary to the, the idea I put forward earlier, mm -hmm. uh, there's the concept of that same guy. The, the group has grabbed hold of somebody who, you know, has been part of the evil, the, the other group. Yeah. Yep, yep. They've been standing against y'all time and time again. That guy's going to be the one that, as the guy's like, no, I need the paladin to make a promise to me that I'm not going to get it. That guy's got the dagger in the ribcage going, no, you're going to tell me what I want to know because I've got a dagger six inches into your chest cavity and it's going to keep going further and further till I get the information. You know, like, it, that guy's the one that's torturing the hostages that y'all get. That that guy's the one that's... Get that information, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and I think, I think the easy play on that is like, that guy may never get the information he needs because, you know, like, as you're torturing people, they tend to die. And, yeah. like, your lawful good paladin probably isn't going to be curing them to keep them alive while you're torturing them. You know? Or even allow you to torture them. That's true. Yeah, the lawful good paladin yeah. may not exactly like the being. We, we, we've had some paladins and clerics that had no problem with me torturing people in our, in our campaign, though, so... That's true. You know? You know? It's whatever. These things happen. It, it happens. But... Anybody... Anybody got any other ideas on chaotic good? I feel like that's... That's just the, the like, the freedom of... As long as I can be good, like it's the easy, it's the easy free one. As long as I'm going against evil, I can do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, as long as I'm, as long as they're good behind my intent. As long as I feel that it's a for a good cause. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <coughs> yeah. And it goes against society and the norms, but that right, if I have to kill this guy because this guy is doing bad and no one's stopping him. Yeah. Yep. I have and, no problem with that. And I even I even look at it like like when we look at good neutral evil, like it may not even be your personal good, right? Like you may not like the the evil warlord thinks he's doing good, but he's obviously not a good good alignment. Right? Yeah. So, like, it may not be your personal... Like, there is a moral standard of good and evil, but as long as your actions are pushing towards the good or at least against the evil, like, like burning down a village because it was a village of orcs that just raided the city and killed a bunch of innocents. Like, yeah. just burning down the village, like... That's not... That's not necessarily like morally on the concept of good, but it's against evil, right? This this city just sent a raid party, so like, it's that concept of like, there's not necessarily uh, 
your own personal good. Because, as we've talked about, every every hero or every villain thinks he's a hero of his own story. You wouldn't yes. categorize them as good still. Yeah. <clears throat> so. And just the same as, you know, um, uh, we said that if you take someone and you, you know, switch the context, their alignment changes, you know, it also just depending on kind of like you, you said there, you know, just depending on who's, what lens you're looking at the character through, what, you know, whose eyes you're yeah. looking at the character through is going to change their alignment as well. What you see yourself as a lawful good character, other people might see you as a lawful evil character or as a, you know, as a lawful, you know, or as a, as, uh, you know, some, just some other alignment, you know, it just, there's the alignment. I feel like there's an alignment that like, you see yourself as, and that's people who are generally on the same side as you might see you as, and then people who are against you are, yeah. you know, apt to see you as, as something else. And that, that goes back to the, what we've been kind of reiterating throughout. Alignment is fluid. The characters and humans and beings are too complex to be fit into a grid on a piece of paper. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, with that, unless anybody has any final final thoughts on good alignment. Closing remarks. Not closing much. remarks. Uh, that is going to be the end of the recorded podcast. Uh, we did this last time, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna give the name of what we're gonna call this time after the recorded podcast, where we just kind of hang out with the live audience, anybody who's there uh, and wants to talk. Uh, this is gonna be called Tavern Time. So this is us pulling up a seat at the end of the day, having a drink at the tavern with with everybody else in the village. Um, so tavern time guys, if you're listening to this on YouTube, if you're listening to this on the podcast, multiple podcast areas that you can listen to this, uh, fine podcasts are sold. yes, or even listen to for free. Uh, yeah. Or download it illegally, you know, LimeWire, stuff like that. Uh, anywhere, uh, we love you. Fire up Napster and download the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of another one from back in the day. But anyways, guys, if you're listening to this later on, we love you. Uh, come by the channel. Hang out with us for uh, some tavern time next time you're around. And uh, we'll see you later, guys. Save to the camera. Say bye. You guys check Sly out on Mixer.com slash it's that Sly guy. Check me on Mixer.com slash Mel Knox. And check Clan out on Mixer.com slash Clan Eagle.